What are we calling these actually? I don't know. Is Mini it? cast. No, no, it's it's called a catchy title. Yeah, it's the secret summary. But that's for the reviews. Yeah, I wonder what we will call them. Secret summary would have been good for this, but we can't. But why, why, we we could still call that. No, but people get confused between the reviews and then the news topic. In the news, reviews the news. All right. Seeker reviews the news. All right. Episode well, four or five. Three. Yeah, the problem is we haven't been calling the other ones. We'll uh, call right now, Fitz. Reviews the news. Yeah. Seeker reviews the news. So we're just talking shit about all the things that are happening in the sporting worlds, strength or otherwise, gym performance. Mm-hmm. And today's little topic is kind of went under the radar a little bit with all that's happening. Uh, if this had been the last year, it would have been a bit bigger, but it's our man Ilya Alien announced his retirement officially. Yeah. You know, you called this, um, was it last year he kind of started, I think it was last year he kind of got a, he got going yeah. again. And um, I I knew it was over when Ily was in Romania and he was clean and jerking in Reebok board shorts. I knew that was the end. I knew that was, that's when you're kind of just having fun on a weightlifting trip and a holiday. He knew subconsciously it was over. It's I'm just sitting here now with a smug smile on my face. Yeah. Because I've called it Owen. I called it. Yeah, he I did. said he wouldn't make the next Olympics. I wonder is this just a handy excuse? No, he's no. As in it, to to get out of it, you know, yeah, to, to, yeah, to leave yeah, it yeah. like to be like, oh I couldn't make another year. I think yeah, I think that is a good point. It has to be soul crushing to have to go to all do all those competitions, go through all this rigmarole of mm-hmm. Roby points or whatever. And then know that you're going to drastically underperform in comparison to every other performance you've had in your life at the Olympics. Do you know what I was thinking about? What Rio would have been. Rio would have been Mm. amazing. Oh my God. He would have just, because he would have had the kind of momentum from the last Olympics and he would have come into Rio with... Coming in hot. Just coming in hot with no competition. Yeah. Just a confidence of of being two, two Olympic gold medals behind you. Yeah. Multiple world championships, four coined, different world records. Coined as the greatest weightlifter ever by by some. The four world records across two different weight classes. Yeah, just ready to come in and just the highest Sinclair clean and jerk of this generation. Just ready to come in and just nuke in that front of that disgusting luminous green background. <laughs> just nailing probably two fifty or something. Yeah, something crazy. That's what could have been. Get that back foot flat on the floor. <laughs> so. <laughs> Slowly stumble those feet together. Oh, oh my god! Barely lock out that two fifty. Ah, oh, it could have been a thing of dreams. Annihilate the two fifty clean though, all the same. Yeah, like it. It's so upsetting that it didn't happen. I would have taken all the stuff after if he still got twenty sixteen. Like even if they took it away from him, yeah, it wouldn't bother me one bit. It does bother me one bit that they took it away from the him. retroactive test. Don't bother me at all no. because when I go back and watch like. Any of the Olympics now, I'm not like, oh, yeah. well, that guy's banned now, yeah, so yeah. that's... It's still like, oh, shit, that was impressive. Holy fuck, that was impressive. Like, with, like, anybody you watch, yeah. not to name names, but, like, you're like, oh, shit, that was the best clean I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. Uh, like So many people have tested positive now, you can't even remember who didn't test positive. What the fuck? If you were to go back and look at London, uh, or, a- yeah, any of them, or Rio... Rio wasn't as bad yet. Yeah. Yes. We don't know when that's going to blow up in their faces. When that train will come to come to town. I think what would truly be devastating for just people in general would be if Lou or Tantau retroactively tested positive. Uh, yeah. I, I don't think 
just because of the Chinese system, I don't think that's going to happen. Just standing behind the testers with like a cutthroat. <laughs> it's yeah. I'm, I, I'm, I don't think there's anybody who knows anything who actually thinks they're clean either, though. You know, like uh, yeah. I think it'll be more. It will be so catastrophically bad for somebody if Wes Kitts or any of the Yanks, mm-hmm. Maddie Rogers, yep. if she tested positive, holy fucking shit. Yeah. That would be the end of weightlifting in the the modern era, like. That would be insane. Like every single 17-year-old girl and 38-year-old man who follows her would be like, oh my God, my dream is ruined. You know, like, uh, I, I think people just know that the uh, that Lou and those boys are on. For Elia, though, it's, um, it must be a nice kind of... Uh, reason to stop now like jumping yeah. it must be kind of a nice deflection he he said he would like he nearly just drank himself to death after he found out Sam Wafting hosted um, an interview with him and they're mm-hmm. kind of like talking about what what happened but I, I, w- I would love a real interview like a really candid interview just where he's like yeah so so they never talked about and for obvious reasons like who gave him the drugs like yeah. you don't want to bite the hand that feeds you yeah Obviously, he's got like a job as like he's the, he runs like a sports, an ice ring stadium or something now. Or yeah, it's like a regional sports officer or something, isn't it? I'd imagine he's paid incredibly well for yeah. this. I, yeah. ho- I hope he's very happy. But they didn't talk about who who gave him the drugs. You know who mm-hmm. what the system was like. He just talked. He alluded to it in one part where he mentioned, "Oh, it's always just the athletes punished, and then the people who are facilitating the whole system." aren't punished you know mm-hmm. but that's as deep as he got into the kind of but he was saying all athletes would need to come together but that would never happen no it's, I uh, don't think so you know someone people have argued before though that the reason Ilya was so good is because he just got so much support and obviously he had all this political will behind him that yeah. worrying about drug tests didn't matter there also seemed to be an extremely short feedback loop like he spoke about was it before I think it might have been before London where he, they wanted him to go with a certain coach. There was a national coach yeah. had been appointed and he just sent a letter to the Prime Minister of Kazakhstan and was like, I don't want this coach. Yeah. This is the coach I want. And he was like, okay, there you go. You got his two buddies in. Yeah. Like that's, that's beyond support, you know. That's support and trust. But that's that, He did say that, that that's why he was able to do so well. He said... um. I think it's Alexi Nee is the name of that coach that he didn't want. You know, the guy with the ridiculously receding hairline. Yeah, yeah. He's, he said they pushed him too hard. Mm-hmm. But he also talks, at one point, Daly was talking about, you know, he's Team Astana, his own team. Yeah. There was, um, Jesus, Almesh Ustinov or something, and Zasulan something 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 they, phenomenal they, pronunciation Gareth. i've literally couldn't fat i don't you know, worry you just kind of mumble over your head and you read yeah, them in yeah. writing so they they were on his team Astana and they won for gold and silver at the 2014 worlds in the 94s and he was talking about other lifters weren't able to handle the volume of this system you know so we covered mm-hmm. that system in one of our uh, scientific reviews previously and he was talking about like they can't handle the volume you know but what we we all really want to know, if we're all being honest, is how many drugs they're taking. Like, mm-hmm. how much and who, like, we just want to know. Everyone wants yeah. to know that. No one's, um, from one way or another, you know, you just want to know. Yeah. And we're never going to find out. That's the problem. Well, <laughs> yeah, you never find out the specifics. Mm-hmm. You'll never, sp- 
if you find out, you find it out when you're having a pint with someone. Yeah. Uh, in a bar or in someone's house. We may yet find out. Yeah. Like, that's how you find out about other things. Yeah. So yeah. that, like, it's not going to be that you find out because you have an interview to weightlifting house. Yeah. Uh, and then when you find those things out, you can't say them on the podcast anyway. So it's just you finding them out, nobody else. <laughs> yeah, it's nice to know, though. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, what a, one of the things as well about the retirement was, I thought was interesting, was so... Remember, he was training in Romania there the year before last. Mm-hmm. And he was doing like 215 very regularly in the clean yeah. jerk and snatching like 165 or so. Yeah. And he looked great. Uh, I would love to know what was happening there as well. Yeah. And now, I suppose... We can only speculate, but was he taking some drugs? Well, you could also think that he was able to get to that with a certain intensity level of training that wasn't sustainable. Yeah. And then it's just like, okay, I know I can do that, but I'm not going to be able, I'm not going to keep doing that until the Olympics or a month out from the Olympics. Mm. And then he goes to all the competitions and we see the performances that he had or we see his training being the way it was. And that he was planning just before the Olympics to kind of get back to that peak, which obviously is a foothill to the peaks he was at before. Yeah. Uh, but that's like, that could have been a possible reason that we're seeing big numbers there. And then they just realized, okay, that's, that's as steep as we can make the progression curve. We're not going to revisit that now until 10 months time when we're going to the Olympics. He seems to have gotten a different coach then after. So whatever the Romanian coach was helping him. Yeah. And then he seems to have moved to a different coach. But they were doing things like, so before the Qatar Cup there, he did 170 from the ground, but that was his first time snatching the week's competition without straps in weeks or something yeah. or months, you know, at that intensity. Some of the decisions he was making were quite uh, interesting, like squatting <laughs> with chains. They didn't seem uh, well thought out. Yeah. It looked like throwing shit at the wall and hoping something sticks I think that was it yeah he went through a huge amount of variation which I don't think he had like by the looks of those Kazakh papers yeah and by the looks of earlier training videos and by like just everything seemed as though he didn't have variation in his training yeah his training was extremely narrow mm-hmm. uh, so right if you've got an athlete who has one more chance to compete yeah they're going to be extremely stringently tested so you can't get away with the things you might have gotten away with in the past uh you can understand looking for a bit of variation or trying to bring in something novel Mm -hmm. to try and get like try and get the effects of what you were doing before without the things you were doing before uh but then i wonder when you're just doing variation for the sake of variation he mentioned that he would like to try that kind of training again before the olympics yeah I think what was the problem was is mentally he associated that kind of training with gear and then he said I'm not taking gear so I can't do that kind of training yeah, yeah. I think that was the biggest issue because we saw him front squat 260 right yeah. so if he's front squatting 260 he clearly still has a lot of leg strength assuming he's not taking gear at that point he still lifts were still very fast so his speed was still there yeah so and clearly he has the ability to train, so train full-time as an athlete. He has the sport of his country. Yeah. He has his speed and his strength still. Two vital components of weightlifting. Mm-hmm. So we must assume that the last thing he was missing was the mental aspect for training. And he just couldn't put it together. If only I'd finished my master's one year earlier. You could have gone and helped him. Could have just gone and helped him. 
So Fuck. As we're throwing, <laughs> as we're throwing shit at this, what I suppose the logical thing would have been to do, or what we would have done, I suppose. Who are we to say? <laughs> but you would just do. I've done the training he always did, but at a much yeah. reduced volume and frequency, obviously. So he would have gone from doing like those videos from 2014 World Prep, which are the, the greatest YouTube training videos ever. Oh my god! So you would have just followed a similar pattern, but at a much reduced frequency. So two, twice a day, maybe three times a week. But the intensity would not have been anywhere near as frequent as up those numbers. Yeah, I think you still have to have high relative intensities, but the volume, like you're reducing volume by cutting the frequency down. Yeah, uh, I think that was definitely would have worked. But it's hard to know. Like we're just two lads. And <laughs> um, it it didn't seem like you did a lot of. Um, I feel like, and I suppose. We know he tested positive, so we can say these kind of things. But it seems like he's training cycles, and I'm almost certain of this, that they, they followed the pattern of his drugs. Mm-hmm. There was never a stop in his progress. So if you look at the build-up, one week it's like 150 for two reps in the yeah. satch, and you're like, geez, that looks heavy. And then the next week he's doing like 155 for a single, and you're like, well, it didn't look as hard. And then he's doing like 160 for a double or something. Yeah. And then he's doing like 180 for from the blocks. <laughs> And then he's doing like 200 clean and jerk. And he's like, first clean and jerk, 200 clean and jerk at the cycle, blah, blah, blah. And then he's doing like 210 for a clean front squat jerk to the next week. And you're yeah. like, huh? And then he goes from like a 250, 210 clean and jerk or something, power jerk or whatever he's doing. I don't know where he's like, 230, you know? <laughs> and it's just, it's so impressive. Yeah. The level of progression. Yeah, it, it would have taken a phenomenal athlete to be able to go from a lifetime of 20 years of that to figuring it all out for new Olympics oh yeah and it's not even figuring it out in terms of training it's like the lads who are still I'm doing inverted commas here allowed to take drugs or lads who can still get away with taking drugs or girls who can still get away with taking drugs like the people we'll see competing at this Olympics yeah they have to figure everything out new because they now have to go to Olympics where they have to compete however many times in the year leading up to it yeah like that changes everything. That's fucking... Uh, no Olympics has been like that before. Yeah. And now you have Ilya, who's had all his previous glories taken away from him. His ability to train like he did before taken away from him. And now he has this new Olympic setup. Yeah. Like, one of those things could sink a very good athlete. Yeah, yeah, Not yeah. a mind, say, three or four. Like... yeah. I think the other thing kind of unique with Ilya is we're seeing an athlete retiring without an injury. If you get what I mean. Like, I remember... That we know of, I suppose. Yeah, I remember last year he was saying stuff about his shoulders and that he used to take ages with his shoulder and stuff, but... Yeah. uh, Which, like, it's impressive in a way to get through a whole career without a big injury. But he had back surgeries and stuff. I know that. Did he? He, like, herniated discs. Okay. But... If he's front squatting things like 260 and he's training that frequently, it doesn't look like the injuries were any issue or were they causing him any legitimate ins- issue from what we can see from the outside, of course. And look, we can only hope that like... Yeah. He goes full clock off. Oh my God, imagine. That's not what I was going to say. Oh, what were we I was say? just going to say we can only hope that getting a new job and like being more settled and stuff just leads to him being kind of more settled in general and then he gets back to training. Yeah. And he kind of just trains for the sake of training and we might see good lifts again. Uh, but... Yeah, it would be nice to see that. It would be great to see that. With but some obviously, as you say, yeah. 
everybody fucking wants to see him go full clock up. Yeah. Like, yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. Ilya there doing three or four seminars a year and he's, oh. Power cleaning 220. Off his tits doing 280 from blocks. <laughs> just doing lifts he likes. So, yeah, yeah, So yeah. he's not doing any snatching. He's just doing front squats. Well, snatch jerks. from really high blocks. Yeah, yeah, 215. He loves that. He's so good at it as well. Yeah. You know, he's snatching the floor rows like 202 or 204 or something. Yeah. There are so many good training videos of Ilya somewhere and someone's SD drive that are slowly fading yeah, into yeah. the cyber abyss yeah. that they need to be put on the internet. You need to see some of those videos. We'll, Seek a strength will pay for those videos. We'll pay anyone. We'll pay anybody. 100%. Just message us yeah. if it hasn't been released yet and yeah. you have videos and yeah. you're like, oh, I was in that training hall there back in uh, in 2012. Yeah. Uh, I shouldn't put this out. But uh, Yeah, if you know someone or have someone, we'll pay just, you for those. It's cool, bro. We'll send you Bitcoin. <laughs> but I would have loved the scene as well in an alternative dimension is an Ilya who never took drugs but had the same facilities. You'd, you'd have to wonder what... What would he have hit? Because I don't think this Ilya was a representation of what he... I actually think an Ilya who never took drugs would have been done better now. Yeah. Than, than, than I, Ilya I think saw. he'd be reaching his peak uh, probably like 29, 30. You Did, know, I, I think yeah. the peak would come so much later on. Yeah. Uh, and I think it's not only a system that wouldn't have had him on drugs so early. I think it's more a system that... Like... Obviously wouldn't have had him on drugs at all. Yep. But then a system that would have nurtured talent yep. for the sake of nurturing talent, not nurturing talent for the sake of winning a medal this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I like that's one of the biggest problems in sport worldwide is that sport relies on funding. Like sport doesn't make its own gravy yeah. for the most part. <clears throat> like swimming makes its own gravy in Ireland and in a lot of the West because uh, kids have to learn how to swim. So you've got athletes who can teach swimming and coaches that can teach swimming and then that funds them to coach athletes but most of the time sport doesn't make enough revenue on its own so we have to get funding from other places so like our carded athletes are paid by the government which is paid for in taxes or whatever uh so then your funding comes from your ability to produce medals year after year and that you can't just hold off like if we have baby girth and you're a sprinter uh, and we think you're going to be at your best when you're 23, 24. Mm-hmm. You're still being sent to world championships at non-optimal times. Or you might have to run through an injury. Or you might have to do two competitions in a row to get a qualifying place for a competition next year. Like, we very rarely see development for the sake of development, if you get what I mean. Uh Which is, like, what we always try and do with airlifters. Yeah. Like, if you think the young lifters we have now fuck me if a competition comes up and it's like ah yeah she's not in great shape you yeah. just don't do it no uh and i think that's a lot of coaches fall into that pitfall of like we need a result now like no you don't in terms of the athlete and what's important for the athlete you need a result over the course of a career yep which is probably going to be 18 20 22 years however long like what age they start training at uh so yeah, if we had seen Ilya in a system like that, I don't know. Like we've never seen anyone in a system like that because that's not how sport works currently. Yeah, we like we don't. I think one of the best systems currently that of a whole country is the Germans are doing. Like, the Germans, the Germans, like from what we've been told, they don't take any drugs. Yeah. So they seem to have a great system. So like they kind of understand that. So, like, there are some parts of the system I don't really like and I know Daryl wouldn't really agree either but they the training is the technique you know 
they're not interchangeable. You can't train for the sake of training without trying to improve technique all the time, you yeah. know. And they love that real analyzer software. Um, like they have some great lifters, you know. Yeah. And now the Germans were no strangers to a bit of <laughs> back in the day, like you know. Yeah. Not the too distant past either. The Matty's, the birthplace yeah. of anabolic steroids. Like Maddie Steiner front squatted 300 for five reps before Beijing Olympics, you know. <laughs> so it wasn't that distant past at all, you know. But no. I think the current crop of lifters, from what we've been told, it's just, it wouldn't be possible for them to take yeah. drugs. So I think they have a very interesting system. So if they got someone like Ilya like that, you know. See, clearly he was, Ilya was a talent when he was like eight years old, you know. Mm-hmm. Like he said, the coach was just like, oh, boom, you know. Yeah. Just imagine a little fucking perfect proportions running around the gym. <laughs> um, it's a shame to bring this back around I suppose that Ilya's career ended the way it is yeah I would have taken Rio that would have been just, that would have been good like yeah, after that then you would have been like yeah okay he's probably not going to do more after yeah. that and he'd win another Olympics but he wouldn't have done 250 or something again yeah, yeah, or 255 yeah. although he did talk about once about going as a super fuck me he wouldn't be able to rack a bar the, like the last thing I'll say about Ilya is the the span yeah. of his achievements mm-hmm. like over multiple weight classes mm-hmm. like a lot of time you'll see somebody who's fairly talented in a weight class and might move up and then they're fairly talented in that but you never see people who are world fucking champs yeah and then they choose to move a weight class yeah and then like he did that twice yeah three times well he went from no he won 85 kilo worlds as a, yeah, yeah and then moved up 94 and then moved oh, up. Oh, sorry, moved to a yeah, 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 yeah. Three different weight classes. Sorry, yeah. Three different weight classes to be best in the world at. Uh, it's like a tip of the cap to you. You know, there is an alternative argument here that I think is uh, is worth saying. Is He's that, a dirty, rotten cheater. Yeah, like, because <laughs> there is people like out there who are training made of thing now who will never take drugs, never can take drugs, you know? Yeah. And they are in a position where they just couldn't be, you know? Yeah. And oh, 100%. I, I do feel for those. Probably just as much natural talent. Probably trained just as hard. Talent isn't that rare after. No. No, fuck no. People are pretty impressive. I think what's rare is you see talent correctly identified, correctly nurtured and put into the correct sport. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, how often do you see somebody and you're like, oh my fucking God, if we got in our hands on you 10 years ago. Oh, stop. Or like, do you know what though? You're playing the wrong sport, buddy. Yeah. How often I've seen people who are like, they're going to be great at lifting and then they don't be. Yeah. I don't know if that's just unique to weightlifting in the fact that it's such no, it's a gammy sport. No, you yeah. people drop out of everything. But you know, people, they, they keep doing it though and they just never manifest. Yeah. That's what I think I've stopped saying. I've actively corrected myself. I don't ever think someone's going to be good anymore. I'm just like, we'll just see what happens. Yeah. Like I'm like, oh, that person's going to be great. Yeah. I'm just like, we'll have to see because like too often you see people who are like, they're going to be class, you know, mm. and they haven't. Yeah. And so, you just got to wait and see. Yeah. It happens in every sport. Yeah, I'd imagine so. Like being good at sports is like, you have to have some natural talent. You have to have some amount of good coaching or good education or good resources around you. And then most of it is just, you have to fucking stick with it. Consistency. And sticking with it seems to be a big issue. Yeah. For a lot. Of, and it's a bigger issue for people who are incredibly talented when they're younger. Yeah. Uh, and they're incredibly talented at a load of sports and like they might come to rugby or whatever it is and they're like, oh yeah, I was like really good at soccer or whatever and then they're really good at rugby for like two years and then yeah. they're like, shit, this thing of getting hit in the head really, like Joe, or whatever it is like Joe. Yeah. I have to go training this amount of times. Yeah. We have to play even when it's raining. That's like, 
I think to just being a bit of a bitch and not sticking with things is where you lose the most amount of talented athletes. Do you know where weightlifting does have a great upside compared to other sports? Is it's so objective. You can be like, when you're 15, you can be like, I'm clean jerk 120 and then I did 130 this year, do you know? Yeah. Like that's super objective and it's very easy for anyone to get their mind around. Yeah. So whereas when you're playing rugby, you're like, oh, I think I picked for the senior team this year. Even though you very well could have been. Mm-hmm. Or the next year you might miss it again and you might miss it another year. Yeah. And you might never get picked and that could be your career over, you know? Yeah, yeah, Whereas yeah. with you can always be like, boom, this is the numbers. Oh, and you can look at somebody in fucking Kyrgyzstan yeah. and be like, yeah, my numbers are similar to him, yeah. but he's 40 kilos lighter and a child. <laughs> and he's a female. <laughs> yeah. She is lifting more. Yeah. Okay, Liz. Uh, thanks, thanks for listening.